unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. In that moment, I knew I needed to be rebaptized, and I was really? terrified. And so I, I rushed the missionaries out of my apartment. I was like, you got to go. Yeah. Um, and I closed the front door and I was like leaning against the front door and I just sunk to the ground and I was like, what am I going to do? Hey, you beautiful people. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted with our boy, Cam. My name is Jackson. But most importantly, we have Tyler up in the business. Yeah, it's it's good to be here. Wow, that's quite the intro. I know we're just getting hyped. <laughs> Jackson's a little excited. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> yeah, um, Tyler, we're so glad to have you on. We're so glad for you to share your story, get to know you a little bit. Um, we just love to a little bit of background. You know, yeah. who are you? Where are you from? <laughs> who is this Tyler Gordon? <laughs> yes, as it's been said, uh, my name is Tyler Gordon. Uh, I grew up in Boise, Idaho. Grew up in the church. Went on a mission. Where'd you go? Uh, the Maryland Baltimore mission. Baltimore, yeah. let's go. Go O's. <laughs> it was uh, it was quite the mission. So I served for six months and then came home. And as I was like transitioning home, I started to get a lot of um, information from. Uh, my brother and and from other sources about um, questions about the church, mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was difficult. It was hard, you know. Like in a lot of ways, I'd say that I I lost my testimony, but in, in some ways, I just I just kind of threw it away. Um, so this was in like March of 2017, and I kind of started to distance myself from the church, and and that was was really difficult. And then in on July 6th of 2018. I just eventually decided to remove my records from the church, and that was that was one of the hardest things that I think I've ever done. I moved down to Utah in October, September of 2017, mm-hmm. and the plan was to get my pharmacy tech license and then move back up to Boise and go to Boise State, but I liked it enough um, down here that I just stayed down here and went to the University of Utah. It was just ironic that like I was like running away from the church, but I ran right into Utah um, in order to get away from the church. It's like that that doesn't make any sense, but uh, that's what I did. Hiding in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I was just living my life uh, outside of the church. No longer a member. It was August of last year. I was in a. I was I was struggling. Like it was just a really hard time for me and. And I had just gone grocery shopping, and I live on the third floor of my apartment complex. That's and a trek. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure it is. It was hard to move in. But uh, I had all my groceries in the back seat of my car, and <laughs> um, I saw some elders walking along the sidewalk. And I was like, they'll help me carry in my groceries. <laughs> this is my lucky day. Uh, so I rolled down my window, and I said, elders, if, if you help me carry up my groceries... I'll let you teach me a lesson. They were like, deal. So um, <laughs> Best deal ever. Yeah. I didn't tell them that I was a member at one point. I just was like, I don't know, who's Justice Smith? I don't know. I, I didn't tell them that I was a member, and they taught me the first lesson. And then a couple of days later, I was sitting on my couch. I was playing video games and listening to music, and there was a knock at my door. So I was clearly home. I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell them to go away. Like, I'm not interested. Thank you, but no thank you. And so I go, and I open the door. And there aren't two missionaries on my doorstep. There are five missionaries. Five whole missionaries. Five missionaries. And immediately I was like, 
can't tell five of them to go away. Are they all, all elders? Or? Yeah, all elders. They're like there to beat you up or yeah, something. Exactly. Like, hey, <laughs> take the book. I was texting the missionary who baptized me, and I was like, you brought five elders over to my apartment, and he was like, yeah, we were ambushing you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what happened was the Spanish-speaking elders had taught me the first lesson, mm-hmm. And they wanted to introduce the English-speaking so elders, who was in a trio. In a trio. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they taught me the second lesson. And then for a few weeks, I ghosted the missionaries. And one Sunday morning, I woke up and I had the thought, I should go to church. And that was really strange because, like, I I still had, like, a lot of animosity towards the church and, and questions that I wanted answers to. And so I had this thought, and what's even crazier is I followed through with it. And I texted the missionaries, and I said, hey, I went to church. They're like, we'll come over, and we'll, we'll discuss what happened in church. And so they came over. I asked them a couple of my questions. It was a good discussion, and eventually we, we opened up to the scriptures, and, and they shared Ether chapter 12, verse 6. And at the end of that verse, it says, you'll receive no witness until after a trial of your faith. In that moment, I knew I needed to be rebaptized, and I was really? terrified. And so I, I rushed the missionaries out of my apartment. I was like, you got to go. Yeah. Um, and I closed the front door, and I was, like, leaning against the front door, and I just sunk to the ground, and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to do this? Can I ask real quick, so mm-hmm. I can interject, why, why, why terrified? Because I didn't know, like, how I was going to answer these questions or like what my life would look like. Just kind of like a, kind of a, a mental and spiritual clash almost just yeah. like these, these things that you had heard and come to believe and mixed with the, was it like a, a spiritual feeling? Was it like a spiritual confirmation mixed with the kind of logical things that you've gone through? You're like, no, they don't compute. Yeah. 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 They don't go together. And so like, what am I going to do? How am I going to, how am I going to, answer these questions and what were you hung up on still at that point there were quite a few things so throughout and and i should have brought this up earlier i didn't know when to interject this um but uh, throughout my life i've i've experienced same-sex attraction and so like there was this emotional part of me that was like i don't know what i'm gonna do like this this completely changes 180s the trajectory of my life and so i that was part of what i was hung up on and and also, just like my logical brain was preventing me from from being able to move forward with these questions still in mind. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have this like part of me that I was like, okay, there's this part of me that, that won't change. And also I have all these questions like, how am I going to deal with this? Yeah, how am I going to resolve it? Yeah. And, and something that brought me comfort um, just before I was rebaptized was I listened to the song Lead Kindly Light, and the last line of the first verse says, one step enough for me. Mm. That's kind of how I'm living my life right now. Like, I don't understand how this is all going to work out. I still don't understand how it's going to work out, but I know my next step, and I know what I'm going to do. So kind of jumping back into the story, I text the missionaries the next day after I, like, rushed them Mm -hmm. out of my apartment, and I said, come over. Uh, I'll feed you dinner, and I have a story to tell you. Uh, they came over, and I told them my story. I told them I was at one point a member. I left the church, like all these things, and they listened intently. And and after I got done telling my story, I was like, okay, so. And they're like, cool. 
you want to be baptized? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> classic. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I do. So uh, we did all the preparations, and um, on November fifth of twenty twenty two, I was rebaptized, and uh, it is it's been just amazing. Now I know my step after that is to work towards getting back to the temple. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, so one step is enough. one step. One step is enough. So. That's what I'm going to do. Have you found answers to any of the questions that you... Yeah. So I took an institute class called Answering My Gospel Questions. And and during that Fitting. class... Yeah, I know, right? Uh, it's a great class. But during that class, I we watched a Saints Unscripted video. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check out that YouTube channel. And so one Sunday morning, like I sat down and I started watching some of the videos and eventually I just started just crying because like these were like the answers that I was looking for. That's what you needed. Yeah, it was, was exactly you, you what you I needed. When you needed it at the time, yeah. you, you didn't know where to go yet or it wasn't there. Right, right. And so like I like it was just so amazing to be able to like find these answers. And I had long since just decided like. Maybe I'll just never get answers to these questions and I'm okay with that. But like to be able to find these answers was just such a blessing. I think that's the key is if you can get to the point where your faith is strong enough, where you're like, maybe I never know. Yeah. And I'm still going to do it anyway. Yeah. It takes a lot of strength. Yeah. That takes guts. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, there are lots of people who just think like, oh, well, they just read one thing. They they weren't that faithful in the church because they, they, they left so easily, it mm. seems. I, I've heard that a lot. And maybe in some cases, possibly, <laughs> possibly, I don't know. I, yeah. But I think there's a lot more going on mm-hmm. than people realize. What can you speak on that about those who are going through it and those who have loved ones who are going through that? Yeah. So if you're personally going through this this faith crisis, I think the important thing to do is just take a moment, like take a step back. What I did was like, I jumped right in and I started making decisions and I was like, okay, I got to do this. Like I got to leave the church. I didn't like take a step back. And and two, I would say, write down your spiritual experiences, right? Like it's so easy for us to like forget those spiritual experiences. And then when we're bombarded with a ton of questions, like we don't know what to do. And, and something that they can't take away from you with those questions is those spiritual mm-hmm. experiences that you've had. You can't deny that. Right. So that would be what I'd say. And then for people who like know someone who's left the church, like just minister to them, something that like was really big to me. And like these members of this ward don't even know. Um, my, so I lived in my mom's basement for a period of time while I wasn't a member of the church and and she was really good at like being like okay Tyler's not interested in the church like I won't I won't force it on him and so the members of her ward didn't know that I even mm-hmm. lived there but uh like I would see these people coming over and like taking care of my mom and it was just so important to me and they didn't even know that they were ministering to me in the process and so what I would say to people who have family members is just keep ministering just keep ministering and, and love them where they are. And, and you don't know what will happen in a few years. For anyone who that all of a sudden this past week, they've just seen something. What what should they do that they see this? They're like, I don't know what to do with this information. Where should they go? I would say first and foremost, take it to God, pray. And then from there, you can either decide to faithfully seek answers from like reliable sources 
firsthand sources from the church or secondhand sources. Um, a talk that I love, a BYU talk um, called Stand Forever by Lawrence E. Corbridge, he talks about primary questions and secondary mm -hmm. questions. And the important thing that you need to do is answer those primary questions first. Um, and once you have those answers to those primary questions, which is like, is there a God who loves me? Um, is Jesus Christ the savior of the world? Was Joseph Smith a prophet? If you can answer those questions first, then the secondary questions will get answered too, or they pale in comparison and you can deal with things you understand and things you don't. That's a great point. I think it's, whether you're a faithful, active member or your things are really scary right now or you've left, I think it's no matter what, the way you approach things can really get outshined if you're just looking at the small details. So when we, when we just focus on these little parts instead of the big picture, I know I've either experienced that yeah. before as well. You're like, oh my gosh, this one thing. And then I'm like, like wait, the overarching thing is that God loves me. Yeah. I am the son and it's going to be okay. And I don't have to understand everything now. I would love to, but I don't think he okay. wants it that way yeah. currently. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. If people want to get a hold of you, you have social media of any kind? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter, just Tyler Kirk Gordon. Um, okay. So, yeah, feel yeah. free to reach out. Put it down there. Check out some of our other, 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 <laughs> other videos. Uh, remember to like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.